Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the artifact in Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. Going to give my review about it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. I'm probably live on Twitch. So go to saynotorage.com. It'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. Saynotorage.com. If you want to join in these conversations and submit questions, I'd appreciate that. Hitting like and subscribe and following and supporting the channel is also a really great way. If I'm ever not live on Twitch, you can always click follow. So I want to do a review of the artifact because this is a brand new thing to Destiny. So if you're not familiar with it or you haven't jumped in or maybe you haven't paid any attention to it at all, the artifact, the Gate Lord's Eye, does two different things. It allows you to increase your power as well as add different mods to slap on your guns and armor. Don't be confused. Just because you unlock one of these doesn't mean you automatically get the benefits of it. You actually have to go to your armor and put it on as you can see here you know breach refractor those that have the audio version can't see this but you can go to your armor go to your toggleable mods and you can see any of the mods you've unlocked on the artifact whenever you hold down left trigger on a controller you can also see your true your true gear power level plus the 11 for myself is actually coming from down here you can see the plus 11 here as well so this was something new that they added that will reset every season uh, and this was something that they wanted to experiment with and try some different things so they're not done and this hasn't arrived I think there are some things in this that need to be tweaked I'm confident there will be things on it that end up getting nerfed <laughs> so I want to talk about it so the first we're going to talk about the concept then we're going to talk about some of the limitations on it and then we're going to end by talking about finish Finish your mods and builds. Finish your mods and builds. So the concept. I think this is actually a really, really great way of adding layers to every season. So there's different things going on on this actual artifact that are adding layers to what you're doing sort of the first layer is a layer of difficulty you're going into harder content and these champions are showing up and you have to be intentional about where you're putting those mods those anti-barrier the the disruptive uh, rounds as well as unstoppable so you go right here in the second column you've got unstoppable you've got overload and then you have anti-barrier and those are needed when you go into the harder content now some people say oh it's not needed it's not needed once the content gets even harder and harder and harder and is stronger and stronger and stronger you're going to start to really feel the need to have that especially against like an ogre that has unstoppable it makes a big difference plus it's part of the power fantasy a lot of people shrug this off and say it's not a big deal because i am going to talk about how it's limited to certain weapon types people shrug it off and say it's not a big deal and you don't need them i don't think that's the best attitude to have about it it's a brand new form of the power fantasy and your loadout and intentionality and your builds to, to to meet different challenges on the battlefield it should be working well and we'll talk about that in a moment but again i love the idea here it adds layers to the game there's different things you can do one of my favorite things to do is to run breach refractor you get grenade energy with when you get kills with shield piercing weapons so as long as i'm running anti-barrier on my weapon my hand cannon or my auto rifle or my smg and then breach refractor is active i'm getting grenade energy really really fast if you stack this with a weapon that has demolitionist and has the anti-barrier it's really great and then it's going to feed oppressive darkness which is basically a tractor cannon grenade it's it's really fun just that build alone i think is a really really fun build and there's some other things you can do with some other combinations so there's there's layers here that it's adding to just customization as well as difficulty spectrum within the game itself so every season they can do something new with the champions and with our loadouts that'll add a little bit of freshness to the game even though we might not be changing a lot of our loot and our loadouts given how much time investment you're putting into your armor this is a way to at least change some of it up it's also a very slow and steady power grind that i think helps a lot of people feel that they're having progress i do think some of the pain of leveling was softened by two things number one we're leveling up incredibly fast so it's not that big of a deal 
deal when you get a bad drop and then the artifact is here sort of pushing you above where you actually are enabling you to go into content probably a little bit earlier than you would have ordinarily been able to so the the artifact is in concept doing some really really good things that I am glad that they're doing uh, and it's easy delivery of really cool stuff and a motivation to kind of keep playing you're kind of unlocking it you're always leveling it up this combined with the season pass I believe was a really really good combination and synergy and in my opinion kind of a home run but it isn't quite there yet and there are some things about it I want to talk about so let's talk about the limitations it's it's very apparent right away there's a focus on certain weapon types so if you're trying to run anti-barrier rounds that can only be done that can only be done on three weapon types auto rifles smgs and hand cannons that's it only three weapon types can run anti-barrier and then when you want to run overload you can only do that on three as well you can do auto rifles smgs and bows bows actually function in a little bit of a different way the auto rifle and smgs have to do uninterrupted fire to get disruption bows just need to be fully drawn i've wanted to experiment with that to see if that's really really worth running if there's a lot of disruption enemies a fully drawn bow might be easier than to do the uninterrupted fire and it might free you up then to have a little bit more range too and some of the harder content maybe to sit back and play more passive last but not least you have unstoppable on hand cannons only aiming down sights loads a powerful explosive payload that staggers unshielded enemies and it's strong against unstoppable champions so you get sort of a multifaceted benefit here on unstoppable it's great on non-champions because if they're not shielded you're going to get a good stagger on them so a big red ogre or a knight or somebody that's charging you, you, know, you can get a stun and a stagger on them if you wait for it to kind of light up now this is very limiting in respect to a few things number one the different types you know anti-barrier and overload are both limited to just three and then overall scouts and pulse rifles are completely absent i mean sidearms are too but i don't see people taking sidearms into a lot of challenging content so i am not really thrilled about that for a couple of reasons and i've made this argument a few times if you're grinding vex offensive where these champions can show up Uh, there's a scout and a pulse in that weapon pool. So 50% of the weapon pool in Vex Offensive can't use relevant mods to the activity. I don't know if they're going to increase the difficulty. Everybody kind of shrugs me off when I say that. They're like, well, Vex Offensive's easy. Okay, but in principle... I don't think that's a good strategy to say here's new content, there are mods relevant to the content, and you can't run them on 50% of the weapon pool inside of X Offensive. That to me is, is an issue that, you know, I think a lot of people honestly at this point are shrugging off this criticism because hand cannons and SMGs are in the mix. The minute you can't run these on your hand cannon or your recluse, I think you're going to change your tune if that happens next season. You're going to wish that you sided with me and we convinced Bungie to make a change. You're going to be like, oh, I wish I could go back, right? I wish I could change it because the minute you can't throw these on your SMGs and your hand cannons, you might think differently because SMGs and hand cannons feel really good, especially SMGs right now. So I really, really think these should just be something that are opened up to probably all primaries it doesn't feel necessary to limit it it doesn't feel like you're gaining anything people like well it's forcing you to use certain things there's already a lot of that going on with you know affinity on the armors which we're gonna you know we're gonna talk about that in another video but there's already a lot of that going on you know they're limiting it to arc and void on the subclasses which i think was okay because solar was kind of winning the day in pve for well over a year it was kind of okay to to push solar aside for a little bit or as somebody said the other day it's a good trade if you're running well of radiance that's a really really strong super and you're going to 
trade that off if you want to run void and get the benefit of the of the of the void you know subclass and the voids you know energy uh grenades and stuff you know void grenades cause disruption so again if you run the build that i have where you constantly have grenades you don't necessarily need disruption you know improves the effects of disruption lowering combatants damage output even further so if we go into content and we really need disruption or here's one for the unstoppable that's a way to make it even stronger i don't know how hard the content's going to get we haven't really gone into the hardest versions of the nightmare hunts and things like that but i would love to see some of those limitations removed or you could even expand this to other weapons there could be a handful that land on primaries and a handful that land on secondaries and maybe even a handful that land on heavy weapons. I would love to see Bungie experiment with that. I don't think that they're... This is not a landed plane. They're not done. This, is, this isn't this is ready to ship permanently. This is something they're addressing and, and analyzing every season. So it would be cool to see some of those mods extend to other weapons. The enhanced reload perks seem kind of odd. They're great because they only cost one. And so whenever your favorite weapon's featured on the artifact, you're probably going to be pretty thrilled. There's a lot of weapons on there right now. Fusion rifles get thrown into the mix um so that's great you know enhanced reloader only costing one is really really nice and i constantly change it it's a, it's a great feature that's something that i think can stay and kind of rotate and if you really want to run enhance on your on your gun and it's not in here that's okay because that's still available to you on the armor you're not you're not forced to use those weapon types you can actually customize your armor that way lastly let's talk about finisher mods and builds out of the gate, I just thought finishers were going to be a lot cooler than they are. Unfortunately, the, the the one perk that everyone was probably setting most of their sights on, which was generating heavy bricks for your entire team and trading half your super, that got nerfed. It only creates a brick for yourself now. Uh, you, you know, I think that was the one pretty much everybody was going to use. I just don't want to rhythmically take away from my super. I don't like that idea. Um, there's something about that that bothers me for some marginal benefits. Um you create uh, heavy ammo for yourself and it takes one half of your super energy that doesn't seem worth it uh, there are some other finisher mods that actually aren't in here um, but the the way that they were doing the, the, the one with heavy for everybody seemed really really great and that one I would love to see come back finishers outside of the artifact aren't really applicable to this conversation but in general finishers just don't seem worth spending super energy to get like an overshield and stuff I'd rather just stay in cover than go almost die maybe even get shot in the animation and then trade super energy for an overshield that I might not even need if I just effectively hide. The melee and grenade energy mods uh, from the piercing rounds like when you run anti-barrier you can get grenade energy here and melee energy here I love that I love that idea of building a loadout that feeds your grenade energy and that has great synergy with oppressive darkness I, I do think oppressive darkness will probably never return it seems a little broken with the right builds get, you know getting your grenade back every six trash ad kills and basically it's a tractor cannon you know this this makes tractor cannon null and void if you run your builds right now Somebody might say, that's exactly how it should be, though. You're sacrificing a lot to, to go with that build. That's generally true. I am, I, I'm putting some things on the shelf. I'm putting my recluse away to run a, a, a demolitionist auto rifle because I, I love to get the increased grenade energy from combining demolitionist with breach refractor. But I do think it's probably going to get addressed. It seems a little too strong. And again, Bungie's not done. They're, they're going to address this every season. I would love to see finisher mods looked at as well as maybe the enhanced reload perks uh, and the the ability to put the barrier overload and unstoppable mods on other guns. Overall, I think the artifact is a win for the community. It adds a lot of great value and a lot of great layers that were not previously there. They just need to tweak a few things, and I think this could be a really, really great value add and a refreshing thing every single season. As always, you can watch me live at saynotorage.com. I'm probably live right now. Come on in. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.
Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my Q&A session that followed my talk about the artifact review, sort of the artifact in Shadowkeep, giving my thoughts on great concept, really like where it is, want to see some maybe changes happen to it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. I'm probably live right now, so if you go to saynotorage.com, it'll bring you right to my Twitch channel, and you can watch and submit questions and be a part of everything going on. So, going to jump right into the questions here. We're not going to be doing gameplay during Q&A uh, probably ever again. It really diminished the quality of Q&A. <laughs> Plus, then I can have like menus and stuff up and interact with stuff, especially when it's relevant to the artifact. So, Johnny the Cat King with the first question. If seasonal content is similar to Vex Offensive, doesn't there need to be more loot? With only four guns, it's hard to stay motivated despite being excellent content. This is a good question. I think it strikes at a chord that a lot of people maybe aren't in tune with and you need to sort of catch this vision. Vex Offensive is meant to be fast, basically very easy, high turnover of loot, and a reasonably small loot pool because it's going to go away and this season was shorter due to the delay. So they don't want this content to be any any of the following. They don't want it to be significantly challenging. They don't want the loot pool to be too broad, so then you struggle to get everything that you want by the end of the season. And they don't want it to be stingy. I just had a YouTube video go live today from an old conversation from like September 23rd saying Destiny 2 is too stingy. Obviously, Vex Offensive is very generous, but by and large, a lot of the game is just too stingy. You're just not getting drops. It really drives people to stop engaging with content, whether it's Nightfalls or Raids. Nightfalls are in a good spot, but like Nightfall-specific loot, Raid drops, and other things like that, the game is just very, very stingy, and they're starting to move it into a less stingy way, and I think that seasonal content being highly rewarding and quick and easy and fun is a very, very smart play, and I think it's I think it pairs really, really well. It dovetails tails well with a small loot pool just four guns and then they can do another one next season another activity small loot pool bounties currency system probably based out of Ikora will go and do the stuff I actually think Ikora is building a, um, a vex gate I think she even said that I think her vex gate is going to obviously we're going to be fighting the undying mind this season that's going to culminate and close and then the Vex offensive will be done and the Vex invasions will be done and I believe we will use Ikora and her Waygate. her bounties will change her weapon pool will change to the new activity and I believe the new activity will be in the infinite forest and we will be basically going through simulations of the of the uh, undying mind she even said we could we could fight it in a million different um, versions of itself in a million different timelines uh, and and learn a lot from that or something so I actually would think that that's the, what what's going to end up happening. We're going to be building a Vex gate in the tower, and we're going to be fighting the Undying Mine in all these different uh, timelines. Now that may come with a, come at a cost because we know the story is going to lead to m- more things happening in a fever pitch and intensity. And then in you know in next year, they said in the summer it'll be like no time in Destiny. They could, they could. I'm I'm really I'm really diving deep into the tea leaves here in a tinfoil hat. They could use this as a way to do what we've always said, and that is bring back a lot of D1 content and have it be in different timelines, have different versions of the boss fights and different versions of the loot, and that Vex Waygate could be the way that they do that. It could open up some sort of problem and some sort of portal, and every season there's a new activity, and that new activity could be hat tips to old content or something. Um, and they haven't said what's replacing Vex Offensive. We just know Vex Offensive is the seasonal content piece that will be retired at the end. 
So I, I think every season it's going to be something like that. Very basic, very meat and potatoes, not very challenging. Small loot pool, very generous and fun. Because what they're doing is, is they're casting a wide net. If every Tom, Dick, and Harry, if every Susie and Sally that boots up Destiny can throw themselves into Vex Offensive, have a good time, get loot drops, and as Brody said last week during the Rageous Roundtable in chat, he said, I'm a casual player, and I feel I finally feel like I can pursue a god role. I think that's a significant win for the community. That's a significant win for Bungie. Because they're casting that wide net. Every season, you're going to have that happening. You're going to have people sort of saying, hey... I want to grind, I want to chase loot, and they're making it a lot easier for the lion's share of the player base to have what I think is one of the best experiences in Destiny, and that is loot pursuit, as opposed to just leveling. So, Melmsy. I'm going to be done with the season artifact before the season is even three weeks in. It is too easy to grind for us. Oh, is it too easy to grind for us hardcore players? Is there a balance to be found so that it extends potential unlocks longer than currently without screwing over non-hardcore players? Well, at least you're being considered of your of your non-hardcore comrades because the minute they extend something for you, it becomes a treadmill for somebody else. Like if you're a hardcore player and you blitz the content and you're 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 done with the artifact, right? You got 12 out of 12 like me and you're like, "Well, I'm done." Well, there's a couple of things you can still do. Number one, you can still level it and still get those bonus power levels. And generally speaking, this is not designed for a hardcore player to spend significant amounts of time on anyways. You are to be chasing loadouts, armor 2.0, builds, synergies, god rolls. Like that, that's more in line with a hardcore player's sentimentality. Uh, I don't think this is meant to be a season, like a season long thing for the hardcore player. Now, oh, you meant season pass. Oh, you meant season pass. I, I would give you the exact same answer, Melms. I just do not think the season pass is there to be. Uh, it, it just this is not designed for you as a hardcore player. It just simply is not. It's not what it's here for. I mean, I'm barely paying attention to it. Um, I'm almost done with mine as well. I just don't think so, man. I don't. I don't feel like this is the this is the hardcore player grind. Now, as you get done, think of what they do is they kind of they kind of hand you off to the game. You can get you can get different roles on this. Uh, you can get different roles on this. You know, it's unlocked for all characters. I forget where that is. Oh no, it's not the ornaments that do that. Right here. Um, grants a chance to receive an additional season path legendary auto rifle drop from completing gambit matches. Um, strike as well grants a chance to receive additional seasonal pass legendary auto rifle drop from completing strikes I believe that for the hardcore players it's meant to feel like you're kind of getting handed off to the main game it's not meant to be a season long grind for you again keep in mind what I said on the outset if they were to make the artifact grind or the season pass grind elongated for you that becomes a treadmill of impossibility for the rest of the player base you already being done with the season pass is completely uh, disordinate. You passed me, homie, and I'm a streamer. <laughs> I'm a streamer! <laughs> and you beat me to the punch. So, you you can't ask for it to be elongated because, man, oh man, you are not representative of almost like anybody uh, in the community. You're a, you're a minority. And legislating to the minority is a challenge. Now, think of what they did do for you, though. There's a lot more you can focus on that a person that plays casually can't optimized builds, min-maxing, you know, synergy, synergy with your guns, etc. And so I think that you're in a place where what a hardcore... Here's the reality, too, you gotta consider. 
Hardcore players are more likely to appreciate the benefits of Armor 2.0 and synergistic builds. I don't... Are hardcore players really, really, you know, sort of motivated and, like, it makes you tick to get, like, free stuff every once in a while from a book? I don't know. I don't want to speak for hardcore players, but in my experience, hardcore players seem far more motivated by getting the absolute best loot, the god rolls, the raid runs, the nightfalls. You know, you're grinding you're grinding those nightfalls for those god rolls on exotics. I just, I don't know if this lines up, the, the, the artifact or the pass. I love the intentionality of grinding XP and knowing what I'll get. Yeah, I think it's fine, Melms. I understand the hardcore players chiming in in chat that are like, I'm 105 on the season pass, I'm 120, blah, blah, blah. I get it. You guys just cranked it. You know, you went nuts. And I think that's fine. To a certain extent, I think they've given you, hang with me when I say this, I think they've given you more as a hardcore player than they've given casuals. And I know it's tough to maybe see that because it does see like it does feel like casuals got a lot of good treatment this pass. But the Armor 2.0 system, the synergies, the loadouts, and the difficulty spectrum is really feeding hardcore players a whole lot more than the rest of the player base. The thing that's really missing is non-powerful drops from raids for subsequent runs. We really need that to land as a value point. Hardcore players are just they have they need to capstone the end game by doing that they limiting the raid to one run a week i think is a giant mistake we need to dial that back dial that back the only thing that's limited to weekly right now ignore the raid for just one second everything in the game can be grinded like crazy if you want the only thing that is limited to to, to once a week is power okay raids were traditionally limited to once per week because at their inception they delivered power they were the way to hit max level okay raids aren't like that anymore raid weapons and raid armor aren't all that special so being able to run raids eternally for non-powerfuls would do nothing to the game's balance and it honestly would probably help raid engagement i believe people get burned out i believe in two to three weeks i'm going to struggle to find people that want to go back in because it just it, it just it's so hard to do three and then stop three and then stop it, it's like your interest goes down but I've been grinding for the grenade launcher like an insane person. People have been grinding Vex Offensive like crazy because there's a rhythm of the reward that you can kind of count on. And I, I really, really think the end game capstone right now that is needed is non-powerful drops in raids beyond three runs. And hardcores get, I think, a very, very healthy end game pursuit and end game grind. Casuals as well. I have to say, the more I look at the structure the more I think this game is the most balanced it has ever been with respect to casuals and hardcores being happy. I see that represented in this chat every day, my YouTube comments, Twitter. I see it represented on the forums. Casuals and hardcores all seem to be celebrating different things and in different ways and it's a really cool thing to see I've, I've sat in this chair and watched the community respond to content for four plus years and it's been pretty exciting to see everybody kind of high-fiving over completely separate things pve is in such a good spot and i know you weren't complaining i don't know what else here I, 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 how about this melds how about this what if you could reset the season pass what if you could reset the season pass Let's 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 play with this idea for a minute. What would that do? What would that do? Cause cause the 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 the, the ingrams the ingrams drop at a rhythm anyway. They drop at a rhythm anyway. 
I think a reset would be completely fair. It would be totally fair. Now, certain items wouldn't do anything for you, like the Belgian Flying Kick or whatever, but the upgrade modules, the armor, uh, the XP bonuses would be nice, the enhancement cores, the legendary shards. Uh, there's a lot in here that getting an- on another pass would be really, really nice. I think resetting the season pass is something that we could potentially ask for. Within reason, within reason, maybe everything gets halved and cut down. Maybe you only get one of these each time. Maybe the Glimmer gets cut in half. Maybe the enhancement cores and the legendary shards gets cut in half because it's like, well, it's your second pass. So we're going to kind of chop these to 25, you know, whatever. But then you're still getting that feeling of every day I log in, I get something. Oh, let's ship that. Clip it and ship it. Button and zip it. That's not bad. I think that's good. I think resetting it would be really, really good. It feels like it kind of feels like it should do that anyway with the way they've kind of set it up. Um, yeah, I think you cut the, you cut down the rewards. You're not getting everything, and it would be just be like a nice injection. Probably wouldn't be able to keep the exotics in there anymore. Uh, those would need to come out. The exotic engrams. Those would need to come out, and then have all of the the currencies. Um, no gear. You wouldn't need it anyway. Uh, no gear. And nothing would feel broken to get over again. Maybe just remove the exotics. Yeah, just a rhythm of currency because you're playing. I think that's fair. I think we should uh, we should probably submit that very, very soon. Um, in fact, why don't we why don't we why don't we get on this tweet train right now? Right now. Hey, Bungie, it would probably be pretty dope to reset the season pass for hardcore players to continue to get an injection of currencies and what what would we say currencies and what currencies and and materials currencies and materials maybe reset and it uh changes and lowers uh, quantities. Uh, okay. That sounds pretty good, right? Hey, Bungie, it would probably be pretty, uh, it would be pretty dope. Let's get rid of probably. It would be pretty dope to reset the season pass for hardcore players to continue to get an injection of currencies and materials. Uh, maybe reset, maybe reset and it changes maybe after it's reset it changes and lowers quantities and some items get removed that would be pretty good it's like a prestige mode <clears throat> it's like diminishing returns yeah 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 so you get less um you get yes maybe on the later premium rewards increase overall xp provide you a way to farm season pass weapons the earlier you get them the longer you can farm those weapons yeah yeah. Hey Bungie, it would be pretty dope to reset the season pass for hardcore players to continue to get an injection of currencies and materials. Maybe after it's reset, it changes and lowers quantities, and some items get removed. Tweet! Hang on, I gotta press the button. There we go, tweet. There, if you guys want to give that tweet some love, that seems like a really fair idea. H. Mongolite. Lono, do you think the leveling of the artifact is a bit high? I am currently at level 15, and I will need 1.6 million XP to get the next power level. Well, get good, kid! Uh, which is going to take 3-4 to four days uh, with bounties and grinding as part of my playtime session. This is fine, homie. This is totally fine. If you hit 950, that means you're 965. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> you, th- it's supposed to be this way. You're getting an extra 15 levels. 15 
This is unprecedented. This is unprecedented. They're giving you an extra 15 levels just because, like, you you played. You know what I mean? Um, I I don't know. It just it it. Uh, I, I don't I don't I don't think I don't think they need to make it any any different than that. It, it, it it's supposed to slow down. I think as soon as you get beyond ten levels, it's it slowing down is a good thing. So maybe he will be able to rock the nine eighty content no problem. Yeah, I mean I I don't nine sixty five, and if you start to get nine fifty one gear, you're gonna slowly I don't know. I think it's fine. I don't think you need to go high, much higher than that. Oh shoot, what did I just do? There we go. Uh, Evil the Waffler. Um, a little off topic, but do you have any helpful suggestions for the new raid boss? I spent over 15 hours in the boss room and I can't get it beat with anybody. If you're talking about the final, uh, if you thought, if you're talking about the final boss fight, I think that there is an absolute, there is a rhythm to the room. Okay. There is a rhythm to the room. And if you respect the rhythm and stay in the pocket, you're golden. If you ignore the rhythm and you try to rush or you give in to false urgency, that is why you fail. That's why you fail, okay? The that fight, there is a if you can learn the rhythm and everybody respects the rhythm, you're fine. When people disrespect the rhythm and fall out of the pocket, it's really hard to troubleshoot because you're just like, "Why'd you die? We didn't have any floors. I got shot by a cyclops." there were ads shooting me when I tried to kill the Cyclops. Super, super hard to troubleshoot if you don't understand the rhythm. You always do. Opening two waves, right? Opening two waves. It's 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 angelic and then another wave. Okay? Then send your guys. Every time you send, there's a Cyclops. That is why you never send or pull back somebody without clearing ads first. Always clear ads first. Always. There is not a rush. You're giving into false urgency when somebody's like, I'm ready. Oh, bring him back. Bring him back right now. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Slow it down. Slow it down. You're giving into false urgency. Bungie is so good about tricking your brain into believing false urgency and you make bad decisions that you don't know are bad decisions because you think it's the right decision. It's really, really hard to troubleshoot until you kind of zoom out and see you can take that flight very slow. Hey, I'm ready to come back. Okay, we're going to clear ads first and then we're going to bring you back. Clear ads. Boom. Both sides should be sending and receiving at very, very similar times. Then those people jump in the teleporters. Now the guy that's left is free to kill the Cyclops. There's no ads around. Then when you get back, if you got, if you don't bank right away, I, I always fail to bank because of this strategy, but if you can pay attention to your timer on modes, check and see. Any white shielded guys yet? The first, the first person to bank needs to be the person to stagger banking. Okay? Okay, I got 10 seconds left. Boom! And I'm banking. Or if the white shielded guys are there. And again, you're in the pocket. Clear ads. Pull them back when necessary. Now, here's the real, real secret that so many people miss out on. Because you have so much time, and because there's so many waves of ads before he's stunnable, what you really should be doing is every single time he takes a piece, someone should be rebuilding it after the next ad clear. So he takes a piece, clear ads, and somebody needs to claim we're going to rebuild on the right. Okay, we're going to draw aggro. You draw his aggro, he's shooting at you, there's no ads, they rebuild. Okay? Then the ads spawn. Now clear the ads and bring your homies back. 
every single time it should be it this is the rhythm it should be clear ads send cyclops ads rebuild ads pull them back and just stay in that rhythm you're always doing one thing at a time one thing at a time you're either clearing ads you're sending whenever you're sending you're killing cyclopses during that phase he's taking a floor when that's done you got more ads clear those ads right after you clear those ads somebody should be rebuilding like people ignore rebuilding because they think it's not a big deal let me tell you something people that think building isn't important get lucky and they don't know it there are plates behind you and a lot of the times people are like oh we don't need to rebuild rebuilding is for suckers they have a run where they get lucky and a bunch of the back plates get stolen and they think they're free and clear the back plates are some of the easiest plates to rebuild and the more plates you rebuild the more targets he has the less likely he's going to take a really really important plate the smaller that playing field gets the more back plates he takes the more likely he's going to start taking front plates and now you're in a bad bad spot people are jumping they're getting electrocuted everybody's absolute the boss can one pop you if you're you're hurt a little bit so if you respect the rhythm there is plenty of time there's these windows of opportunity there's these windows of opportunity to do everything very very cleanly and that and that really is what that fight comes down to and then you can troubleshoot when somebody dies they're like oh the boss let me up we were rebuilding okay troubleshoot that how do you fix that oh well you're supposed to tell us you're rebuilding call for aggro we'll clear ads we'll draw aggro you can rebuild nice and free and easy oh what happened i got killed by a cyclops you're supposed to be killing the cyclops why didn't you do it i was getting shot by ads okay somebody somebody popped early right somebody popped early and you got to clear ads first it's always clear ads then pull back it's what Bungie does is is they apply pain to you in different ways and when you let them apply pain in multiple ways at the same time that's typically when you die if you don't clear ads and you're trying to kill a cyclops you got multiple pain points now that you didn't need to face clear the ads then send then kill the cyclops and like nothing shooting you right because he goes through his animation whenever you send you know so i would say uh i would say that's my best advice to you on on how to uh, on how to beat that encounter is respect the rhythm and if you're playing with a team that wants to rush or double invade any of those things those strategies are not designed for LFG pickup teams. Those strategies are designed for teams that are super competent, super experienced, and play together all the time. That's one of the biggest problems in in the raiding community. Okay? Uh, they, they, the, the biggest problem is they'll play with their buddies and they'll nail some strat and they think it's the golden standard when it's a terrible strategy that they overcome the badness of the strategy by just skill and experience and awareness and they overcome that terrible strategy and then you try to take that terrible strategy into a less experienced or less skillful group and it's like you you think all oh, these guys suck when it's like well your strategy is actually really bad you just kind of overcome how bad the strategy is because you guys play a lot together um, three to a side separate the roles respect the rhythm and you'll probably beat him 21 months from I need money thank you Great information in your streams. Your channel's awesome. Haven't gotten uh, to jump into Shadowkeep. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. Gundam with three months of subs a little bit ago. Thank you. So, 
Um, strategy's not bad. It's just not suited for the skills of the team. No, I believe a strategy is bad if it's if it's disorganized and has and has unnecessary extra moving parts for no benefit. I believe it's a bad strategy when you do that. There is there is there is minimal. I mean, minimal benefit to rushing and going fast. You're shaving. Here's the thing. If you're going to shave off 20 seconds, but the fail rate, the chance of fail rate goes up, that's a bad strategy. Unless you're speed running. Like, why does shaving, what is shaving off that 20 seconds getting you? If fail, likelihood of failure goes up. If likelihood of failure goes up, those 20 seconds mean almost nothing. It's, that's why I think the strat's bad. It's high risk, minimal reward. High risk, minimal reward. It's just, I, I think that, I think that is what makes the bad, the, the strategy bad. If a strategy works for a few people and not for other people, doesn't make the strategy bad. Sure it does. Because number one, it's a pragmatic argument, not a strategic argument. So I try to make a mathematical strategic argument. A pragmatic argument, it's just like, well, if it worked for you, that doesn't mean it's, it, it, it still could be bad, you know? You could, you could put your child's swing set together and not do it right and not follow the instructions and it stays standing. That doesn't mean building a, a swing set without the instructions is a good strategy for building a swing set. Just because it worked, right? It doesn't make it a good strategy. Like you could, you you you're, you could tell somebody, yeah, I built I built the swing set. Yeah, we didn't even use the instructions, and that could be terrible advice. You might have gotten lucky. You know, you might have gotten lucky. That's another reason why people that say don't rebuild. It's like you might have gotten lucky anytime you pull off the no building strategy. It's like the no knight strategy in Oryx. Just freaking do it, man. Just kill the knights. Like lean into the structure of the fight, and that's how I feel about it. If a practice team can do it. It's like you're overcoming, you're overcoming the the strategy's faults. The strategy has faults in it and and problems with it and you're overcoming those with your skill. So you're like you're glossing over that it's not that great of a, of a strategy, but you're glossing over that cuz you guys are good. You see what I'm saying? People would people I mean, that's like if you go into Wrath of the Machine 3 man or like when Redeem does 3 man stuff okay it isn't ideal or good to say let's just let these 3 people do everything and we'll just go stand over here so you can't say pragmatically oh they can 3 man it, 3 manning it's a good strategy, not really I mean there's a strategy within 3 manning it that's good but you wouldn't conclude that oh we should run this 3 man just go stand over there because well pragmatically right I mean it worked for them therefore it's a good strategy we should do it too so I just, I don't know. I, th- I think the folks that I've watched do it and I've kind of analyzed, okay, what are we benefiting here? What are we gaining? You're gaining such a small, small amount. Such a small amount. I disagree with your strategy. In total, you need six teleports to get the damage phase. More ports equals more cyclops and more platforms taken, which result in more wiping. False. It's not true. Cyclopses can be shot easily if you clear ads before sending. So Cyclopses are a joke. They are a joke of a pain point if you do it right. Kill ads and send. The Cyclopses literally die before getting a shot off. They're instantly dead. Plates getting rebuilt is a part of the fight. So whether you do four teleports or six teleports, the plates should be being rebuilt. Again, if you respect the rhythm, there's these giant windows of time to rebuild. Giant. Right, sending two at a time, Ryan. I just don't think sending two at a time works consistently. It creates more chaos to shave off those two teleports. So, I just, I think you always go 
you always go for what is most probable for success. And the more moving parts and the more intensity you have, the more likelihood of failure. And I believe sending two creates more instability, more chaos, and more moving parts and more likelihood of failure for, oh, well, we, we don't, we, we, we're shaving off a teleport. Each, each side is shaving off a teleport. So. Jay Chris with the next question. Doesn't it feel like Bungie is pushing us back to double primaries with the artifact mods? I don't know if I agree with that. I do think it would be nice if I could throw disruption rounds on a fusion or a shotgun or something or unstoppable on a shotgun. Um, I just, I really feel like the way that they've set them up is sort of phase one. They want to see what role do champions play as a pain point? How are people overcoming them? Um, I do end up sometimes running... I do end up sometimes running double primary in Vex Offensive, but that's because Vex Offensive is really easy. I don't want to run double primary in a hard nightfall or in a hard nightmare hunt. I don't want to. So I, I, I grow concerned about... If it stays as it is, I do think it's a soft encouragement to run double primary, especially in a matchmade environment. Now, the harder, harder, harder difficulties, there is no matchmaking, so you should be synergizing with your team and not needing to run double primary. So maybe we're overstating it. But I would like to see un- unstoppable and disruption and stuff maybe landing on other gun types. Um, barrier landing on a sniper would be pretty cool. You know, you could get from really far away when they do their barrier, you could one-shot that shield with a sniper. That would be kind of a neat strategy. Um, I don't know. We'd have to see. We'd have to see just how hard it starts to get as champions rotate, as each season rotates, what their plans are for it. I have a hunch that barrier... The... the, the um, the, the mods for the guns and the champion types, I have a feeling it's going to go through a couple of different iterations. I don't think we're, we're, we're there yet. Brand Flakes. Do you think when you get more artifacts in the seasons to come, we'll be able to switch between artifacts? No, no, I don't think so. The idea of resetting the artifacts' power and swapping out mods and stuff, I think, is, is to give each season a theme. Uh, a theme. I know you can run the, the like the shield pop on a bow. My point was, if you want to kind of cover both bases, you could run an auto rifle with, you know, disruption, and then run a sniper with anti-barrier. You see what I'm saying? And then you're not double dipping and running a double primary. So, Ed to the word. Why do you think they didn't have a vendor refresh for Shaxx? PvE has at least 10 to 15 new pieces of armor and guns to chase. I thought an expansion was meant to expand the game and having the same weapons for a year for a PvP player doesn't really expand much. Um, I I think that they are hesitant to do much to PvP uh, because they're doing a lot. Think about everything they did for PvP. They changed all your playlists. They created a whole new way of running comp. Uh, they changed rules for streaks and, and, and glory and climbing comp. They've got 3v3 and four different versions of 3v3 in Crucible Labs. And I think they want to get all that done first and get all those things ironed out before they start throwing in new weapons and new pursuits and things for PvP. I mean, they gave you a, a, a scout, but they they can only bite off so much. Um, they, they can only bite off so much. So 
I, I understand the disappointment. I am disappointed too in the lack of vendor refresh. But I think you have to zoom out and look at the whole picture. Bungie has to really do a lot of legwork on PvP before they start messing with weapons. Because already people are saying like there's different things in the game right now and artifact and benefits and stuff that's that's causing issues in PvP. Already they've done things to the game that are creating some instability. So and I know it's like, oh, they could have at least just done a vendor refresh. What, like, what's a couple of weapons? What's a couple of armor? I mean, we don't know what level of testing is required. I mean, Dylan made it sound like just adding random rolls to the Escalation Protocol weapons would have required a, a significant amount of work and testing. Um, so, I think, I think that they they bit off a lot, and they're trying to do, they're trying to do a lot with Crucible. And I think loot injection was sort of the last thing on their mind, you know? So, no vendors got a refresh. True, true, but, but his argument is essentially the lectern is a loot table. It's like a vendor. Just imagine somebody standing there instead of a cryptograph. It's essentially the lectern, the, the rune table is essentially a vendor with a whole with a whole loot table. And then Ikora got four weapons that you can grind for. She's kind of like a... Um, a better, more effective, smaller loot table version of Ada. So there were some vendor updates and new vendors added, and all of those are for PvE is where he's coming from. So, I I understand. I do. I understand. Whole lot of PvE, whole lot of PvE NPCs. But, as I've tried to tell people many, many times before, this is a PvE game at its core. And the PvP community is big and scrappy and committed and passionate. But when it comes to content ads, this is your guys' home. That's your home. And the rest of this is is, is the PvE home. And that's just always going to make things probably feel a little lopsided. You know? Some panda. A random quest question... Does the Whisper of the Wern damage sigil change weekly between the three, or how does that work? I believe it does rotate. Um, I've not been in there in a really, really long time. Chat can either confirm or refute what I'm saying. I'm fairly certain it's a it's a weekly rotation on the uh, the damage. It's like the um, the burn or whatever, isn't it? Like it changes week to week. Um, Weekly rotation on burn. Okay, yeah. So somebody in chat is confirming what I'm saying. I believe, I believe that's how it works. Multiple people now saying the elemental changes weekly. There you go. Uh, Arson at dawn. This is a bit of a conspiracy theory, Lono, but do you think they made the exit strategy SMG as a soft replacement for Recluse because there's a hard nerf incoming to it? I mean, uh, you know, it... Or it's an alternative, just for variety, uh, or people that don't want to grind for the Recluse. Um, Recluse, oh, I don't like, I don't want to say this sentence. I don't like saying this sentence. I I don't want to do this, but I think Recluse just needs nerfed. Um, It's so, why run anything else? I, I, I don't like that that's true. It's true, though. If I wasn't playing Destiny and you brought me in as a consultant to just analyze balance, I would look at the recluse and be like, that thing needs nerfed. What the frick? That that is an outlier. Um it is it is the absolute best weapon in the game. Um if I was not connected to the game, if I was a completely disinterested party and you just brought me in to 
commentate on the game. I'm going to consult on balance. It would take me about 30 seconds to be like, that gun's broken. That gun is nullifying almost every other primary in the game. It's unbelievably strong. It, it, the minute you take it off, you feel like notches weaker. I mean, notches. And I don't like saying that. I'm not going to campaign for it. I'm, I, I'll make a video and get all the hate. I did it with Icolos. I did it with Icolos, and I got a lot of hate. But I saw it. I saw the problem, and I was like, oh, we got to be honest about this. I think Bungie's giving you guys one last season. That's what I think. That's what I think. If you if you go here and you look at this, don't you think it's interesting that for some reason the auto rifle mod, okay, it's got an auto rifle symbol. They just threw in SMGs on it, okay? Auto rifles and submachine guns. They just kind of threw it in. I think they wanted, and, and oh, oh, and they give you this too, enhanced submachine gun reloading. I think they're giving you one last hurrah with Recluse, and I believe Recluse will be nerfed going into Season of Dawn is my theory. Um, Max Rampage Swash is 33%. Recluse is 100% damage buff. Yeah, I mean, I don't even... How do you even compete with that? Um, So, they're giving you one last hurrah with it. I don't think they're going to touch Recluse during this season. They're not going to do anything to it. Uh, They've clearly decided to say, hey, SMGs are going to be a mainstay in the game. A lot of stuff you can do with them. A lot of mods to make them awesome. And then they're going to nerf it. Um... You think they make comp easier because Recluse is so good? Solo Q has made the gun more available to more people. Yeah, that's possible, Fist. That's definitely possible. They're de- they they could be saying, "Hey, let's uh, let's make it, you know, let's make it, let's make it nice and and, and easy and and accessible to more people." I, I could definitely see them saying that and saying, "This is a this is a needed change, you know, to open up the gun, let lots of people get it." They get to enjoy it for a season. There's clearly an SMG favorable. There's there's favorable treatment of SMGs on on the Gate Lords eye uh, artifact, and uh, you're gonna get one last thing out of it. They it got nerfed though. I don't think it's still 100. percent Yeah, I don't know the exact numbers. Um, I don't know the exact numbers. But the minute I take it off, I have a swash. I have a really, really nice SMG with swash on it. And that thing just rips. But nothing competes with the recluse. Just nothing. It also just automatically... <laughs> it just it has everything. I, I just... Any kill, I reload really, really fast. Any kill. My swash SMG, I gotta get a, I gotta get a, I gotta get an outlaw kill. And when you're in the raid, man, that quick reload, I'm telling you what, that'll keep you alive. That quick reload is nice. And then you slap on enhanced SMG loader. You know, the enhanced SMG loader makes my SMG tolerable if I don't get the outlaw kill. Um, so, Recluse is, is, is running away. And here's what I think Bungie does. I think sometimes they let, they let us have enough rope to realize that we've run too far from home. It's like, they let us go really, really far, and you're like, oh my gosh, you like, turn around, and you're like, yeah, this is not, uh, people just slowly started seeing the reason that I applied to the Ikelos shotgun. They, I got so much hate, but then over time, more and more, I would have, I, I'm not kidding you, people came back into my chats, people came into my YouTube comments, they're like, you know what? I ripped you a new one on Ikelos shotgun, but the more I've looked at it, you're right. 
the gun is ridiculous. And I think the same thing is going to happen with Recluse this season. We're going to get to the end of Season of the Undying, and people are going to be like, dude, this gun, nothing's as good as it. I got all these guns to chase. I'm never, ever going to put this thing down. And that, I think, is part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. Like, it's part of the plan. The more people get it, the more people use it, the more powerful it gets buffed by the artifact, the more people can see, oh boy, this thing is just unbelievable. And then it'll suck to see it nerfed, but it it still is just, it's, it's going to be, I think, more accepted by the community with time. Um, the ability to get Master of Arms to proc on any kill should be the reason it's good, not its damage. Yeah. Without buff, it's 584. Body shot master of arms is 1156. Headshots are about 1184. That's what they toned down. Right, the crit multiplier went down on all weapons against miners, Ryan, and they buffed base damage. So buffing base damage is one of the reasons why the thing it just shreds. Because SMG b- damage got buffed on base. Just base damage, you shoot them in the body, which a lot of the SMGs, that's what you're doing. You're getting lots of body shots. You're not seeing just yellows pop up unless you're Ogre too. So... A lot of people are just using it that way. It just, it, you're just you're just spamming, uh, you're just spamming their bodies. And then once Master of Arms lands on it, y- you're doubling you're doubling body shot five eighty four, and then you go up to body shot eleven fifty six. You're just absolutely shredding. I mean, a body shot's almost equal to the headshot. That's that's insane to me. What's the what's the headshot buff after without Master of Arms though? King Dane. D2 has been historically bad or not so great for their winter DLC. Curse of Osiris, any signs of that changing? Black Armory was pretty good, I thought. I thought Black Armory was pretty good. Obviously, um, Season of Opulence had a unique advantage. Vicarious Visions was building it, and it was the latest in the season, so they had more time to work on it. It's a 963 headshot without Master of Arms. See, do you see what happened there with the Recluse? If Ryan's numbers are correct, it's 1184 on a headshot when Master of Arms is procced. It's 1156 on a body shot when Master of Arms is procced. So it, it, it's just, it's ludicrous what that thing does. You kill one trash ad and then you just spray body shots and you're just, you're getting, you're getting close to crit damage on body shots. Like it's just, it's absurd. It's absurd. So, Black Armory start was horrible. That's true. It Season of Opulence was the best. I think Black Armory was an easy second because Drifter was bad. Drifter was the worst in annual pass, not uh, not Armory. I I don't know. We don't know enough yet to make a prediction about it being good or bad. Here's what I think that if you want me to make a, a total like I got a blindfold on, I have no idea what's coming prediction. I think the number one criticism of the winter season is going to be that there's not there's not enough. I think the seasons are going to be thin, and I think that's going to be the main criticism from folks. And we're just going to have to adjust to the seasons in between DLC being a little thinner. That's a prediction. We don't know if that's true. That's just how I think it's going to go. Kine- Kinematic Echo says, would it be better to allow people to unlock all mods rather than just 12, even if they made it progressively more difficult to unlock, like plus to power? No. Limitation in the respect of how many mods you have unlocked is good. If you want to reset it and switch stuff around, do it. I don't see any reason to let us unlock every single mod. There doesn't seem any reason to do that. 
Big uh, Tachanka says, are any of the mods good for PvE? All these mods are built for PvE. I'm not sure what you're talking about. If you're talking about the artifact mods, almost all of these are built for PvE. Uh, N19 Ultimate. Can the artifact push your power level past 960? Yes. Lord Atlantis of Idaho. Do you think the artifact would be more engaging if we could slot the mods directly into the artifact instead of our gear? It could have its own cost of one power per slot. It feels a bit weird to take up armor slots that were previously for armor, dexterity, flinching perks. It doesn't feel weird. That's exactly how it should be. That's called trading. That's called trading. That is what handlaid stock was. Handlaid stock gave you really great stability and you lost range. That's exactly how benefits should work in a game like this. So your brain is engaged in the decision. Not boom, 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 boom. Powerful, yay, we have all the great stuff. No, it's, okay, hang on a minute. If I add that, I lose this. And if I lose this, could I get it somewhere else? If I lose that tier on that, I might be able to get it back on my arms. If I go to my arms, I could level up my arms and I can add discipline. And if I add discipline, do you see, like that is far better. Because if you're thoughtful and you navigate all those things well, you can be far more engaged and proud and you really want to show off your build to your friends. You start ripping you start ripping a demolitionist build on a gun with with the uh, breach refractor and you start constantly throwing void grenades for your buddies they're gonna be like what are you doing over there why do you always have a void grenade and you show them you're like dude check this out but your build isn't unique you're planning your strategy and your thought behind it isn't unique if you're like yeah just I mean just play long enough you'll unlock them all and just equip them all like you know, or, well, you couldn't, you're saying it'd be limited by energy on the artifact, but, like, if you're not making any sacrifices in your armor 2.0 loadout, then the the artifact isn't serving its purpose. The artifact is supposed to do that. Like, whenever I'm grinding that public space for the fragments, I have on so many things that I'll turn off when I go back in the raid, and that's cool. I have Enhanced Nightmare Breaker for the shields if I run a Nightmare Hunt. Enhanced Nightmare Banisher that makes my super do way more damage to the boss. That's awesome. Uh, Enhanced Nightmare Crusher. Additional damage from my melee and grenade abilities. This pairs really, really well with Breach Refractor, because he gets hit by the nade, it debuffs him, and then he takes more damage from the grenade, and then I hit him with my super, because my super's buffed from Enhanced Nightmare Banisher. Like... that right there only really works and only feels satisfying if I had to sacrifice things to get there. What did it cost? Everything. Right? You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's that. that's exactly how min-maxing and loadout building and, and build crafting should feel. There should be that, ooh, oh, but I'm going to lose this though. I really like that. And then you got to make a decision. Which do you like more? Which feels most appropriate in the content you're going into? And that... That is a really good place to be, I think. The J-Dog. Do you think that Exotic should have a mod slot so they can apply anti-barrier mods to weapons like the Huckleberry and the Monte Carlo? Absolutely, this feels like an oversight. This feels like an oversight. It's so great that they made some of these Exotics viable again, but then if you go into hard nightfalls, even if you're running a hard nightmare hunt, it's just nice to have barrier disruption or unstoppable, and to not have those because you're running an exotic, just feels really, really weird. Just give them an artifact mod slot. I think it's an oversight. I honestly think it's an oversight. Because if you come in here, there's just no mod slot, because you don't add mods to exotics. 
So they what they did was they said, okay, here you go. Uh, your your mods are already there, and they just slammed those into that category. It was it was an it was it was a fairly straightforward update. So you go to your Awestringer, and you're like, here's my mods. Oh, look at these artifact mods. Exotics don't have that. Like there's not a there's not a mod slot. So they have to basically do a pass on exotics. I have a feeling that's going to happen. That would be a weird thing to not do. Um, so. The issue is with what you said is we beat it all without any of that on. So yeah, now we're more powerful, but it's basically overkill at that point. I haven't touched mods at all. I I don't really I don't really put a lot of weight in hardcore players claiming they're running stuff and not using the mods. Are you are you blazing through 980 nightfalls and not running any of the mods? I don't think so. I don't. I want to see footage. I want to see footage of somebody burning through a nightfall, a 980 nightfall, and ignoring those mods. I would love to see that, because I don't think you are. There's just the pain point of those champions. I really, really don't think you're ignoring them. And if you are, (laughs) why? You can kill them faster with the champion stuff. Just the raid and other stuff. I don't know. I like having it in the raid. It is nice. It's you get rid of a pain point quicker. You get rid of a pain point quicker. Now, nightmare hunts. Well, hold on to your hat. Tomorrow they're going to get harder. And if there's a loot incentive to go in there, I'm telling you, even on even on the the newest one is hero. Even on hero difficulty, that one unstoppable ogre can be really really freaking annoying if you don't stun him. It really, he could be really annoying. You're right. A lot of the times, the barrier guys and the and the uh, the barrier guys and the what are the other guys called? The guys that need to be disrupted, um, anti-barrier and disruptions like the uh, overload. The, I, I, I'll admit, a lot of the times, if you're not if you're not in if you're if if you're with a team and you're just and you're just spamming them, they do die pretty quickly. But in the raid, I don't know. It, it's it smooths things out. It smooths things out pretty nice to have those those overload rounds and the anti-barrier rounds. One of the most common things that was happening in inner in the second encounter in the raid was those dudes with the with the barriers were a problem. They created a pain point that it was diff- it was it was more difficult to get around. Now, no one's arguing necessity. I feel like a lot of people approach this in the wrong way. They have created difficulty spectrum that, you know, and you admitted you've not done 980 Nightfalls. They have created difficulty spectrum that I think is at its fullest orbed sense when it's it's got the delta, it's 980, it's stronger, and the champions are present. I think that's when you're going to feel the need to have anti-barrier overload or unstoppable. And the dungeon could be that way. The harder nightfalls could be that way. Nightmare hunts are about to get a new difficulty spectrum as well. Maybe they launch something for the raid with a contest modifier and it reapplies the delta. And you're gonna want those rounds. When you're going into content at level, it's I don't think it's the best example of how unnecessary the mods feel, because I don't necessarily know if you're going into the right environments. Also consider less experienced match made players, it's a huge pain point. I've gone into Nightmare Hunts on Hero, and one unstoppable ogre, <laughs> it's rough. And then that one guy comes flying in the room and stuns the ogre, and the whole fight changes. 
and that's a match made more casual environment so I do think I do think it's appropriately landing across a spectrum I don't think you've gone far enough down the spectrum just yet to be like oh they're they're a complete waste so also I do think imagine next season going into a 980 nightfall and having to use weapons you're not particularly fond of just to use the mods I think then people will start to realize why excluding certain weapons is probably not necessary. Excluding exotics, excluding scouts and pulses is probably something they need to update next season. Arcanus, do you think they should allow certain mods to have the ability to stack and then balance the ones that don't want to stack around mod cause? Okay, you think they should allow certain mods to have the ability to stack? There are some that do stack. Uh, Relay Defender stacks in the raid. It's insane. The damage buff is stupid. It's awesome. It actually makes running the auto rifle uh, doable because you're melting at range with that thing when you have like a 4 or 5 relay stack. Unfortunately, the relays disappear during damage phase on the boss. Now, I want to try something because the one relay, I think it stays there. And I want I wonder if you could get really, really insane damage if you're standing next to that relay after first stun, if you could rip off a couple of shots on Whisper, just how crazy would that damage be from Relay Defender, Whisper Breathing, and a, and a, and a bubble? It's a super small window because you got to get you got to get out of the way. You got to get out of the way because that other team is going to be coming over to stun, and it's a small window to stun. And yeah, Relay stacks. So I was running, um, I was running Enhanced Relay Defender, which is like I think a ten percent per stack. And I had it stacked up to like four or five times. And it, it was insane the damage I was getting. But again, you can't really use it on the boss because as soon as you go into the true damage phase, the relays are gone. You could do it. Um, there's a bug with Relay Defender. You can keep the buff even after moving away from the relay. Oh, well, hopefully they fix that because that's kind of cheesy. Um, you just go into one damage phase. I don't even know... Because the one... Oh, yeah! What if that's a strategy? Because one damage phase, one stun, he still goes up in the air, doesn't he? Isn't it just shorter? Yeah, because he goes up in the air for the orange, the second stun, and he's up there for a shorter period of time. But I wonder if an entire team using a bubble for weapons and like like a max stack of five relay defenders on your armor, I wonder what kind of damage you could do in that shorter window of damage. I wonder. Also, also, ima- ooh, 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 hang with me, hang with me. If everybody's running multiple stacks of Relay Defender and you're going to damage and, and, and you can't do second stun because that bank is doesn't have enough moats, you might be able to make up the difference and still have a really, really good damage phase. You might have enough. Somebody posted it already. They're one-phasing him. Oh, for frick's sake. You can one-phase him doing what I'm talking about? Dadgummit. I was all excited to try it. <laughs> like, oh, I'm coming up with a good idea. It's already been done, Lono. Shut the frick up. Go to the next question. <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. Well, that's a great way to uh, to recoup a bad stun uh, if, if, if uh, yeah, the Simpsons already did it. Um, so, flat one phase like five days ago. No, 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 no. People are one phasing by not doing second stun. Uh, Chevy and Glad did like 40% in one phase. That's so crazy. You don't even have to do the second tether. Yep. Yeah. Because you, you, you if, if everybody has stacked on the relays. Dadgummit. 
Okay. Ashen Hollow. I saw Paul's take on Affinity being unnecessary. How do you feel about it? Um, I think that we should be able to change Affinity for an Ascendant Shard and some other stuff, maybe. Um, and that's that's how I think they should do it. I don't mind you having to say, okay, I want to do X, Y, and Z. I need this affinity. I don't mind that. But it lands in a bad way. So, it just happened here with me. I have a bond that's on solar, okay? I'm not using solar here. But when I go here, and I'm like, oh, where's that cool finisher? Do you know what finisher it's on? It's on void. Finishers heal you. Requires one-tenth of your super energy. Well, frick, if I really like this bond, and it's already at level 10... I'm sorry, 9. I think when I take it to level 10, it should unlock the ability for me to change the affinity to the one that I want, but make it expensive, right? Um, maybe even wrap it into level 10. When you take it to level 10, they ask you, is there an affinity that you would prefer? You say, yeah. Could you switch this to void? And then you're done. I think that's a fair update. Because there's nothing worse... There's nothing worse than Nezerax, right? I got Nezerax. It rolled as a 61 with 20 on resilience and 23 on discipline. Really nice roll on a Nezerax, a world drop. And thank frick, it dropped with Void Affinity so I can run Grenade Launcher Finder. Because the other ones for, fi- for, for Finder are not what I want. What do you get? Auto Rifle Ammo Finder. Really? Fusion, linear fusion, and rocket launchers, and SMG ammo finders. The solar helmets have got to be the worst affinity of all of them. If that Nezerax would have dropped with the solar affinity, I would have been pretty ticked. That would have been an enormous bummer. Get a great roll, great stats, and then I can't even I can't even consider the mods that I would like to run. So solar solar helmets are cheeks because they like who what do you need do you need those ammo finders? No, you need them on like grenade launchers typically. If rockets were better, that may, that might be part of the problem. If rockets were better, because they're not, then solar helmets would suddenly have purpose, because getting rocket ammo on the ground would be nice. But they didn't do anything. They didn't do a damage pass on rockets. Rockets still suck in comparison uh, to sniper, uh, like a whisper, or a grenade launcher with spike. Kinematic Echo says, What would be a good trade-off for finisher costs rather than using super energy? Would it work uh, just have a long cooldown on finisher mods? I don't know. I've not thought about this enough. I've not thought about this enough. Maybe you could you could elect on some of the more ones that don't seem as... Like, what if on the overshield one... What if on the overshield one it required it required like a full grenade or a full melee or something? So on a subclass that can't get an overshield from a melee attack, now you can. It it eats your melee, but it gives you the overshield from the finisher. Like that feels more fair than a fourth of my energy for us for for a fourth of my super for an overshield. I'll just hide. You're gonna make me close gap, expose myself. And then do a finish remove animation for an overshield, and then you're gonna take some of my super energy. That's a lot of risk for a tiny reward. But if all I gotta do is get close, do it, and all I lose is my melee, I think that's a more that's a more fair trade. Especially if you're really close to damage phase, you really, really don't want to do that. You know, you don't want to use a fourth of your super when you're close to damage phase. So, what if it puts class melee and grenade on cooldown? 
Yeah, it could just reset them. Like so that's, that's what I mean. It eats them. Like it eats it consumes your your melee charge and it requires it as well. Um I like that if I have enough super I can use finishers as much as I want, but I do wish that I could elect to use basic finisher even when I don't have the energy. Oh right, cuz you get kind of debated. Vorktanamo Bay would would a dedicated finisher bar fix the issues with finishers and make using finisher mods better? Oh, a dedicated finisher bar with its own refresh. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that. Because then you can have mods that influence how quickly your finishers come back if you're really big on finishers. I like this. If it had its own bar. Yes, 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 yes. Right above right above the super bar and make it blue ship that that's great because they could lean into that more again oh you could put perks on guns you could put perks on guns if you really are big into finishers they had some really great finisher mods you could have a gun that like you slap a mod on the gun and it's like rapid kills give you finisher energy or something you know and again you're trading they'd have to put in some trade risk you know you're, you're giving something up for something else like they'd have to add some of that um, so I like the idea of, uh, its own bar because it's weird to me that I can just keep doing finishers over and over. Yeah. If you don't run a finisher mod, you can just do them over and over and over and over again. Um, heavy finishers could still cost super energy. Yeah. Toasty notes. Ooh, couldn't they? Ooh, yes. Cause then they could really limit it. You need a full finisher bar and it takes half your super and then it generates super energy for the whole team. And you would really make that tough. Like you would, that would be so infrequent. It wouldn't become OP. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe after you do that, it puts your, it puts your finisher on a slower cooldown or something. It like stalls out your finisher bar for like a full 15 seconds or something seems like too much we're just leaning into the action mmo identity we're just leaning into more of it like you can do more customization and more stuff and more more things and stats to monitor that's exactly that's exactly the way that that this game is headed i think they would need quick regen like stamina right and you could stunt their you could stunt their their refresh when you use like a really really hefty one like generating super uh power ammo for the team or something ryan 1016 do you think oppressive darkness would be better implemented if it were on the art grenades void right now already has weapons of light and tether for buff debuff damage with arc and only has titan frontal assault here's what i think they're trying to do uh i think they're trying to let people enjoy the void subclass updates because they made changes to send they made changes to the titan bubble and they made changes to tether so i think that's what they're trying to do they're trying to say, hey, you know, this uh, the the way that the way that this is working right now is a funneling agent. They're funneling you to some of the newer ones, and they didn't do a lot with the arc. They didn't do a lot with arc subclasses. They did a lot with void subclasses. So Bungie said, hey, made some good changes to void. Let's get people in the void subclasses. Bottom tree, devour tree is stronger. Uh, Titans now got weapons of light. Uh, we made some changes to the hunter void. They made changes to all the void subclasses. So they're trying to funnel people to the void subclasses to try them out. It's actually a pretty smart move as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned. Easy E says, "Do you think the cost of resetting the artifact scale artifact scales too aggressively? They wanted to encourage experimentation, but it seems it has limits the way that you dictate how much everyone will experiment." All right, hang on a second. I don't I can't answer you yet. Oh, come on, dude. 12,000? 
What do you mean? Does it get more expensive the higher it goes or something? I have all 12. And it's only 12,000. I don't know. Oh! every Each reset costs more than the last. Oh. Don't agree with that. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I'm on I'm on easy e side. That's dumb. Just set a flat fee. Just set a flat fee. That's kind of silly. Um Cuz man, oh man, what a what a barrier to like trying something out. Oh man, this week I feel like messing around with bows. Let me respec and try out bows. <laughs> You're going to make it more expensive. Oh, I guess I won't. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I agree with Easy E. I don't think it's necessary. Um, I don't think it's necessary. Because every week you could try something a little different just because you feel like it. You know? I mean, yeah. That that feels that feels like some feedback I should have included in my video. I wasn't aware of that. Melodic Gamer, we're on question. Okay, well, we'll do a couple more questions. I don't go nearly as long as I used to on these. Do you think the artifact mods is an experiment with a future update to the mod system for something like Destiny 2 Year 4? Do you think your idea of elemental primaries can gain some of footing? The artifact mods give elemental burns to kinetic weapons. Oh, please. Oh, please. Oh, that'd be great. I want elemental primaries back so bad. I don't think people understand just how good that would be to bring back elemental primaries and slam all those primaries up and drop all those those secondary kinetics down because there's only a couple. Oh my gosh, like, I, mm, I'm glad to finally have a different shotgun to use with the, with the, uh, I'm so glad that the one small step landed because I can finally do something else if I run an energy primary. Um, I would love that, man. And they did say they are open to the idea to some mods being permanent and not being tied to the artifact. So... Breach Refractor could could end up staying. I'm, I'm, I'm being selfish and hoping for that. <laughs> I'm being selfish and I'm hoping for that. Uh, it could end up staying. You know? And uh, honestly, I should have this on too. Gain melee energy um, from final blows on shield piercing just to keep Devour rolling. But I typically don't use a lot of Devour. But I could with one-two punch anyway. Um, so, Yeah. Brutal Gear, regardless of the artifacts only affecting certain guns, isn't it better to use the artifact in unique and exclusive ways? It's the only tool D2 has that is not permanent. So to me, it's the area best used to for exclusive perks because it's designed to be removed. Making it more universal just seems counterproductive. Hear me out, because somebody a little bit ago was asking for it to be very universal, like you just apply everything, or you don't even have to slot them in your armor, and I pushed back against that. So I think you and I are in agreement a little bit, but with respect to the mods on weapons, I don't think I'm 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 asking for universality. It just makes sense. I go into Vex offensive. Two of the four weapons are a scout and a pulse. Fifty percent of the weapon pool can't use mods relevant to the activity. Um, it just seems a little silly. It just seems a little silly, and it feels unnecessary. It's just scouts and pulses. And keep in mind, just wait. And this always happens. People disagree with me. And I'm like, give it time. Give it time. You're going to end up agreeing with me in the future. You're going to come back and tell me I was right. And it's happened a lot. People come back and they're like, dang it, Lono. 
I disagree with you, but you're right. Oh, gosh. I think that's going to happen with this. I think Season of Dawn lands, and when you can't slot those mods in your hand cannons and your SMGs, people are going to get annoyed because you're going to go to run the really, really hard content, and you're not going to be able to use any of your god roll weapons. People are going to be like, well, that's a way to get you to chase more god rolls. I just don't think people are going to like not being able to use their favorite weapon in really hard content. Not only that, what if you're grinding really, really hard content and you get a brand new hand cannon or a brand new SMG with a great roll and you can't really celebrate because you're like, yeah, well, this is one of the weapons that's not relevant in endgame content right now because I can't put the champion mods on it. It just doesn't seem necessary. It's only two guns. It's only two. It's, I'm not asking for universality. I'm asking for a broader application of the mods so that guns can be used in a specific way in hard content everything else being specific to arc subclasses and void subclasses and things like that I don't know I I, I think that's okay it's curated roles in disguise kind of it's, it's, it's very light curated role especially when you go into the really really hard stuff do you think an arc melee build is possible in harder content I feel like you're risking a lot getting that close to enemies no not with Skullfort. Not with Skullfort. I, I don't know. It just depends. It really depends because survivability is huge in endgame content. And why are you getting rid of the bubble? Why? Like, I think it's possible, but I'm always going to ask the question. Oh, you're in the final boss fight and you're running around as a striker titan? Why in the frick are you doing that? <laughs> why are you doing that? You got great survivability. You got a void weapon that can get the, can get the debuff. Uh, on enemies with you know the oppressive darkness you got a bubble emergency button um, what are you what are you doing why are you doing that uh, <laughs> it's like before they updated Titan bubble and people running Titan bubble or a Titan in general end game content Titans have end game relevancy now and striker Titans not really end game relevant hang on though you can make a striker Titan work in end game but you're trading an awful lot. A weapons bubble is massively influential. Massively influential. And putting that away to run striker feels more like it's based on your preference than it is sensible strategy. You can run your mindless striker titan in public events, lost sectors, and strikes, and nightmare hunts. You can do that all you want. When you go into an endgame, you're on a team, and you have to, and, and you should be helping the team. Uh, we already had a bubble titan and it wasn't uh, we needed to have two I gotta tell you if I was playing with a titan who was running striker anytime he died I would remind him hey you you probably could have popped a bubble and survived that but uh, you know you gotta run striker titan cuz I would remind them every time you never died well good for you cause they would have had every right to give you give it to you they would have had every right to give you the business. Every time you die, you're setting the team back. We got to start over because you don't want to run your Titan bubble. You know, it's a nice emergency button. You're splitting the sides into three. You're splitting the sides into three. Dude, I'm almost dead. I'm almost dead. I'm almost dead. Titan bubble. Got you. I'm almost dead. I'm almost dead. I got two grenades so I could slam the ground really hard. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> There are times and there are places where certain certain subclasses just make the most sense. If somebody was running Void Lock, Nova Bomb in that fight, I'd be like, what are you doing? Put on Well of Radiance. 
You're not helping. <laughs> like, what are you doing? We need survivability. The ground's on fire. It's electric. And you're throwing Novas. Like, come on. I like running striker in the opening diamond encounter. I can see that. I can see that, Sulphur, because you don't get a lot of benefit from the bubble because there's not a lot of staying in one's place. I liked running Striker Titan in Sisters because I could clear the middle really, really fast. When we transitioned after the first sister, uh, you could clear the uh, that Centurion in the middle that spawned. I would go middle and slam him. Uh, there are times and places. There are times and places, and I don't think the final boss fight is it. I don't think the final boss fight is it. I think you're being stubborn. It's like I would go and run really hard content. We have a guy here. He always talks about he was he was bubble titan before it was cool, and he would run bubble titan. And I was like, homie, put on well, put on a hunter with with tether. You could literally come into the encounter, never shoot your guns, and just run rigs tether, and you're more helpful than a titan bubble pre before shadow key. You can come in and not shoot a single gun, just tether when you can, and you're gonna be more helpful than a titan before shadow key. Titans just weren't helpful in the endgame. Well, you could run the big hammer and stun Oryx. You could run Ursa Furiosa and, and Heroic Menagerie. Okay. Cries in Titan. Keep crying. <laughs> Titan Bubble is here, dude. It's here. Run it. It's beautiful. It's great. <laughs> uh. Artifact discussion. What's the discuss? It was a crap game. Valve crapped the bed. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Arson and Don. <coughs> With the subject of vendor refreshes coming up earlier this morning, do you think they should refresh the planet vendors too? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. I think every season, every planet should get an exotic ship, sparrow, and shader. And here's how you do it. It just came to me. They're in the Eververse. Silver only. Never available for Bright Dust. Ever. Never. Right? Or you can grind for them. Because every planet's got them. Every planet's got them. You're not going to be able to grind every planet. You're not. And the one that really matters to you most, just grind that planet. You can get it. Easy. Not that hard. Maybe there's a couple that you really, really like. And you're like, well, frick, I want all of them. Okay. Vanity Store is there for you. Just do that. Just do that. Makes the planets relevant. Makes it fun to be on a planet. You're getting something. You're working on something. You know. And... As someone in chat suggesting, no life the game and get them all. <laughs> that would be, I think, a really, really easy win. You give them a seasonal rank and you can unlock, and, and the Sparrow, the Ship, and the Shader would look like IO. They would look like the EDZ. They would look inspired by those planetary guys. Uh, and, and, you give them one weapon a season. Just one. Give Devrim K the old-fashioned. Please! Give the old-fashioned... So I can grind for random rolls. Give them the old-fashioned. Give Nessus the Uriels or something like. Give them one one weapon a season. That's it. That's all you got to do. And you don't have to do anything with Dreaming City or the Tangled Shore. You don't. You don't have to do anything with Eris. Your six year one vanilla planets get a gun every season. That's six guns. It's not hard. Not difficult to do. The guns are already in the game. You repurpose them. Give them random rolls. This is free, by the way. This would be a free update. You don't have to pay money for this. And then you add an exotic chip sparrow and ghost to every NPC that can be earned if you grind that planet and raise their raise your rank with them. And if you don't feel like doing that, you can buy it from the the vanity store. Ship it, you know. 
I'm gonna start charging for a consulting fee because <laughs> that 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 I, I don't know how they haven't done that yet. They, they maybe they just don't want to prioritize year one stuff. I don't know. Maybe they don't want to prioritize year one stuff and they have plans for it later. I'm not sure. A fluffy rhino. Do you think Bungie will properly ba- property? Do you think Bungie will properly balance the artifact perks before the season ends? Thundercoil was really not tested and should be completely removed or heavily brought down. What are you talking about? Okay, Thundercoil grants bonus damage for all arc melee abilities and refunds super energy on finisher final lows. Okay, so what's this doing to Crucible? What's happening? Wait, is shoulder charge killing you too fast? Doesn't it one shot anyway? Somebody somebody line this up for me here. Thundercoil is nuts. Don't touch it. It one shots in PvP. Do you not even Oh, a normal melee is one shotting in PvP. <laughs> oh, it makes Arc Buddy insane. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Crucible. I apologize. I feel so. I feel so bad for you guys. You just can't catch a break, man. Um, Thundercoil, one-two punch, liar's handshake, and PVE normal melee is one shot. Oh yeah, a lot of people are running that. A lot of people are running that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Liar's handshake with one-two punch and thundercoil. Holy mother of frick! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just why not? Just break, just break it, just break it. It'll be gone next season. Leave it alone, Bungie. Leave it alone. It's fine. Why? Why not? Have fun with it. You know that. See, that's I don't know. There's a part of me that thinks that's the attitude they should take. They should be like, Hey, listen. Just want to let you guys know we're aware that thundercoil is broken. Uh, I guess enjoy it. It'll be gone next season. <laughs> and everyone's like, but wait, but Crucible, come on. You know, just leave it. And then start running it yourself, you know? Three months of cancer. Cancer actually kills people. Uh, you could probably find a better word to use. Uh, you having a bad time in Crucible is not a disease that ravages the body and rips loved ones from our existence. I, it, you know, it, it, it just doesn't, it's not, it, it, just run it, run it, you know? Now, if they, gonna, if, they gonna, if they could tone it down in PvP, if they could tone it down in PvP, then, you know, maybe. I just don't want them to take it away if it's making some PvE builds really, really fun. So, Oppressive Darkness Titan on Magnetic Grenades one-shots. <laughs> I love I, I there listen listen there, there's a part of me there's a part of me that just takes some joy um uh there that just takes some joy from that uh, I uh I don't know why it's just like <laughs> can we get a balanced crucible yeah 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 we've made some weapon changes and we've rained some of the range in. Don't look over here. No, no, no. Don't look at the artifact. We've ranged, you know, some of the weapons in, and uh, you know, and uh, you, you can, you can, uh, you can one shot with some grenades and some punches if you build right. But we haven't. We, we've, uh, we've, we've, put, we've pulled in some of the, we-, <laughs> we pulled in some of the weapon ranges to build balance. And then, like a week in, everyone's running around getting one shot by melees and grenades. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. I, I've just started. I've just started to enjoy the never balanced crucible because you know they just need to do x okay 
<laughs> it's never going to be balanced, man. I've just accepted it. Uh, the gallows. Give you an idea if the void supermod affects weapons of light for yourself and your fire team. The void supermod. What 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 are you talking about? What which grants bonus void super damage if cast while critically wounded? Do, oh, if it affects weapons of light. Oh. Cuz it says it lasts until the end of the super activation. It does not. It doesn't. Two people in chat saying it does not. That would have been a really good strategy, right? Like, arrow tested it. Okay, thank you. I figured. What a strategy, though, right? (laughs) You, like, let yourself get really, really low. Like, you just stand in the electrical field in the boss fight, and you're like, Oh, no! I'm about to die! And you pop the bubble, and then you you get from the depths to proc for the duration of the super. So, like, everybody's weapons is, like, <laughs> yeah, or nade yourself. Yeah, that, 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 they couldn't have let that happen, especially in that final boss fight, because you can literally just stand the Vex Milk and, like, make yourself get critical. <laughs> That's funny. I'm glad they didn't let that. That would have been cheesy as frick. What's the biggest thing you would change about how artifacts work and affect gameplay? I address this in the talk. My main issue is the mods for the weapons. Just make these... Um, maybe apply to all primaries or maybe have some for primaries and some for secondaries for a little bit more variety uh, other than that I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm fine with most of it Jones Jr um, you might have said this previously if so disregard but I just find the grind on the moon for the weapons the fragments it doesn't have enough turnover rate to make uh, the core do you agree yep I agree the fragment grind is terrible and I don't know if it's intentional but it might be they might think well this is the week to grind for essence of rage and go for the shotgun but then you're like okay but I have a shotgun can I please just get the essence of insanity at the same turnover rate I think if every time an essence right now if every time a fragment dropped if Bungie went in and just changed that to two to double your efficiency when grinding for them so instead of it giving me one a minute, I could get two a minute, which means conceivably I would, I only need, I only need 60, right? Which means in a half an hour, I could get enough to create three guns. I think that's fair. A half an hour of grinding for a mat to get three guns that then requires me to get the essence and then go and complete the essence. I'd be fine with that. It's just a little, little teeny change. Just the fragment should drop two instead of one. Now, here's the thing. Um, that should be a, a season pass trait to drop two. That's not bad, McCheshire. That's not bad. Because listen, if you're running, if you're running the 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 Gaul fight and going and burning him down on her hero and getting Essence of Rage to drop at a pretty good clip, you're that's thirty fragments. You're getting that faster than my fifteen minutes. It would take me fifteen minutes to get enough to buy an Essence. And I think you can run the gall on Hero and kill him and get it to drop much quicker. Now, if it doesn't drop, sure, you might have to run it again and it would take 10 minutes. That's a gun roughly in 10 minutes. Now, you get the essence, you still got to go complete the essence. But if you're getting two to drop every time, that's basically one essence every 15 minutes of grind for the fragments. It's one gun every 15 minutes, but then you got to go do the gun. So it's easily it's easily like a 20 to 25 minute grind. And it's it's shorter... It's shorter and more expeditious when you're 
when your essence is up that week is a nightmare. So, you're grinding the supplemental path. It should be longer. I agree, Eugene, but it, it, I just, I don't know. I feel like, I hate that you're right. It is a quesadilla today. <laughs> quesadilla time. It is a quesadilla. Last couple times it hasn't been a quesadilla. <laughs> Listen, I like quesadillas. Anyway, anyway, they were just saying you brought my lunch. It's quesadilla time. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I hear where Eugene's coming from, but given that it's only three nightmares a week and wait, what, what are they this week? You know how slow that is for the gun to come back around? Some of the guns, Eugene, part of the problem with what you're saying is some of the guns can't even drop from the from the nightmare hunt, like the SMG. So I'm just always on a slow grind path to the SMG. I think it should be a little bit better than it is. Because this guy's isolation, isolation and fear. What, what, are, what are those? Aren't those armor pieces? I just, I don't know. I, I think... I, I think with only one gun sometimes being a, a, a weak, combined with the fact that there seem to be guns that you can't get from the essences, then both are armor. Yeah, I, I think they should streamline that grind just a little bit. Just double the fragment drop. That's fine. It's still 15 minutes, 15 to get the essence. And then I got to complete the essence, which roughly takes another five to 10 minutes, depending on load times and everything else. Can't you buy the essences? You buy them with the fragments. That's what we're talking about. So this year we have that we have fear as a shotgun. No, rage is the shotgun. Fear and isolation. So isolation is the gloves, and fear is the robes. So this week you can only grind for one gun. So my question is, how many guns are there total? And is it one gun per week? Um because you got five armor pieces automatically. One, two, three, four, five. And then you go here and you got grenade launcher, shotgun, auto rifle, sword, pit hand cannon, sniper, SMG, LMG. Is there one I'm missing? Looks like there's one right here that I'm missing. Um, fusion and a pulse. Oh my gosh, are there more? Is there a bow? Is there a fusion? I don't know. Oh, the pulse comes from the dungeon. Yeah, there's a pulse, a shotgun, and a rocket from the dungeon. So I don't know. Check collections. Yeah, is there a fusion? I'm wondering. Uh, yeah, right here. Dreambreaker. We got no idea when this sucker pops out or where. So there is there's the Dream Breaker fusion. Um, and some people said uh, what some people say? Side I don't think there's a sidearm. No, no sidearm. Is there a bow? Nope, no bow. They put a bow into the raid, I got it. Uh, pulse. Pulse, we've got yeah, the premonition comes. This looks like it would come from nightmares. This comes from the um, that comes from. They've said that that comes from the dungeon. And then, what, is there a scout? No, because they did a scout in Vex Offensive, and then they did a scout in Crucible. So there is no scout. Um, 
So there's one left. There's one left right here, the fusion, which I, I don't know. I don't know if the fusion's going to be dropping from the dungeon. The dungeon's got the pulse, but then it also has, like, the red spiky stuff. It's got the red spiky shotgun and the um, rocket launcher. So, yeah, I already got the sword. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Because it, 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 if, if the, listen, if the, if the nightmares are going to be on that slow of a, of a refresh, three per week, and we're still not done, if there's another week this week of three new nightmares, that just isn't, I don't know. That's too drawn out. You can't go from Ikora's four available all the time, eight is available all the time. Like, so many things are available all the time. If you're going to do rhythmic urgency, it shouldn't be that spread out. You know, I'm not gonna die on that hill, but it, it, I think I think that that could be uh, significantly uh, streamlined. JL fan, I'm stuck on power 908. I can't get any higher. Any ideas on what to get higher gear? Milestones. If you're out of milestones, then wait for reset. Cold heart. Um, when do you think someone will hit 999 and break the curse of the shattered throne? I thought somebody said that that wasn't actually like true lore or something. I don't know. I thought that's I thought that theory had been dispelled. Uh, huge package. Uh, odd flex. Do you think Bungie could add experimental mods via the artifact and effect rate of fire so you can increase rate of fire of some weapons? I don't know. You gotta be careful. Maybe. Um, maybe. There's no urgency. Nightmare hunts aren't leaving. You're misunderstanding the term rhythmic urgency. Like, What do you mean? Oh, they're not leaving, so I have to wait a month to grind the fanatic? Come on. Come on. That... But it's not leaving, Lono. Uh, that's that that doesn't work. That's too that's too elongated. Bife said, "Don't believe the Book of Lies." Huh. Yeah. When I say rhythmic urgency, I don't mean like, "Oh, it's gonna go away." We tend to cluster around new activities. So Ada's bounties were great. And they rotated, but then they weren't rotating right. Like, the issue with Ada's bounties rotating were that they didn't rotate properly. Also, you should only have to wait a week. I don't think you should have to wait two weeks for an, for, for a nightmare to come back around. If I gotta wait two weeks for the Fnatic, that, I don't know. With the, the turnover rate on those fragments is just so slow. It's painful. It's painful. It takes me, like over an hour to get three drops and I mean you compare that to everything else in the game right now that just seems really really unnecessarily low you could bump it up just a little I'm not saying hand me the gun every five minutes so what's most about the fanatic the most sought after weapon in the game probably right now is love and death with full court field prep spike hard launch velocity uh, would be probably the strongest powerful weapon in the game because it's an aggressive frame and it's a 150. So it's the fastest firing, hardest hitting grenade launcher in the game and it can roll with the best stack of mods or perks, I'm sorry, on a grenade launcher. How is that different from Nightfall loot rotation? I'm not happy with Nightfall loot rotation, Eugene. I, I think you should only have to wait one week for the Nightfall and... I think the Nightfall loot should drop every time you complete the Nightfall. Whatever Nightfall specific you do, it should drop every time. So, I'm not happy with anything that makes you wait that long for one item. It's too it's too spread out. It's too spread out. Rhythmic urgency is healthy when it's like, okay, this week I have to do this and then I'll do the I'll do that next week. But when you're like, I got to wait how many weeks? 
stream any frick like I just think your interest fades imagine you don't get it that first week and you gotta wait two more weeks and then you play that week and you don't get it again I mean look how hard I'm hitting the grenade launcher and I can't get the one I want to drop if I I, look at the Imago loop I think one of the reasons I could keep chasing the Imago loop is it didn't it didn't like kind of like stop me from chasing it and I think when like nightfalls aren't in rotation for long periods of time I think that that's lame I think that's lame. I think every every part of the game that introduces a rhythm of this is only available during this time, I think the rhythm should be just like bi-weekly. Like one week without, one week on. One week without, one week on. It doesn't hurt anything to, to do that, I don't think. Like, especially if you're going to the night, non-match-made Nightfalls. So... That's that's plenty of questions. So the rest of you guys have submitted questions. I may poke through here and keep answering these, but I want to I want to end there because I don't like these going too long. I've been I've been cutting these a little bit short. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. I'm probably live right now at SayNoToRage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. <laughs>